Welcome to another podcast in the Lockdown Legacy series, The Community Speaks, a podcast about the people who live in and around Gainsborough, West Lindsay, Lincolnshire, surrounding areas, and now even wider. Real stories, real lives, real people talking about what they're going through and their experiences of lockdown brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. All under the umbrella of Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. This is the Lockdown Legacy, The Community Speaks. Our guest today, Paul. Welcome to another podcast in the series of the Lockdown Legacy, The Community Speaks, a podcast in which I talk to real people about their real lives who tell me real stories from in and around the Gainsborough, West Lindsay and Lincolnshire area and now further afield. Today's guest is going to tell us all about what he's been going through with his well-being, mental and physical health and what the lockdowns have done to him. This is the Lockdown Legacy, The Community Speaks and our guest today is Paul. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, the lockdowns, um, not been very pleasant for some people. How have they treat you? Uh, I'm probably in the majority. It's not been very good at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, due to my own mental and physical problems, most of my life is like a lockdown. So when you get an actual lockdown that removes everything, your support, groups you know and all the support i offer people as well from running groups is all taken away which isn't very good for your mental health you say some of the support groups um do you run uh some groups in and around the gainsborough area do you want to tell us about them yeah well i, I run the um gainsborough fibromyalgia support group and um, we usually meet once a month but obviously since lockdown, we haven't been able to meet at all. But that has actually increased my workload because now I'm trying to do it. We have a page on social media, which I'm putting stuff on every day instead of once a month. But it's just a way of keeping everybody in contact. We have a lot of members that can't come to meetings anyway. So it's been good in that way because I've had more contact with those and met quite a few people that, I only had names and not faces. But it, it's it's hard mentally to try and think of things to do every day. But it keeps me going because I know I've got to support those people a lot who, you know, a lot worse off than I am because they're on their own. So how many do I do have I, I have to ask them, Paul, how many people are we talking about here that are looking on someone like yourself, to offer them support and to something to keep them going during the day? I well, mean, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying they all need it, but there's there's 60 to 70 people in the online group. Um, and then there's what I say was the ones that was regular at meetings. We had anywhere between 8 and 18 that used to come to meetings, but wow. obviously because of the nature of the disease, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes you can't go out and you don't feel well. But it, it, it's uh, 
quite a successful. We've been going for it'll be four years in July. Mm-hmm. It's just started from scratch with nothing. But I say the social media side has taken over a bit. Obviously during lockdown because we, we haven't been able to meet. You've hit on something quite interesting though because of the lockdowns. People who have uh, fibromyalgia, it's very physical, and some days you you, you don't want to, you can't physically do anything. Not that you don't want to. So yeah. these groups are important to get out and to meet people face to face. Not being able to do that, does that impact on your fibromyalgia? Does it make it worse that you can't kind of communicate what you're going through with somebody yeah. else in a room over a cup of tea, for example? Yeah, so that's why my my support group is 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 what I call a social group. Mm. So we don't dwell on the negatives, but it's just a way to meet. We have a quiz, we have a cup of tea, you know, some cake or biscuits. But I find 98% of my group are uh, ladies, mm. um, and a lot of them are on their own, and they're the ones I think really suffer because that once a month was their reason to get out of the house, meet like-minded people. They don't have to go through all the, oh, I've got the sick. Because everybody understands, yeah, and you know, and you know, lots of hugs, people they haven't seen for the month. Mm. You know, all good friendly group, and I think, especially like I say, a few of my ladies that live on their own, that's a big thing to take away. Mm. Like I say, at least I have got family to fall back, so I'm not totally isolated. Mm-hmm. Whereas if if you're told that you've got to shield, then you can't go out and you have no, you know, some of them have got family but not local. Mm-hmm. So they, they don't see anybody from day to day. A big bonus for a lot of them is that they have pets. All oh, right, yes. So a daily dog walk, whereas they might see another human being, is a great thing and it keeps them going because... They have to get up, get dressed, because they've got to take the dog. You know, and I think that's a big help. That's very true. Very true. One or two people I've spoke to uh, during the podcast have said that without their dog uh, to, to take them out, or their cat, I spoke to one lady yeah. who's, who's got a couple of cats, and she's on her own, and they're her company, you know. Yeah. And she spends all day well, doing it. It's made a big difference to me. I mean, we've always had cats, but we've had a dog now. She's three years old now. Mm-hmm. And she's my company because, like I say, I've got my daughter here and my son and my wife, but they all work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time I am here on my own, and especially living in a village. You know, you can't just nip into town or, yeah. or you know, you're limited to what you can do in a village and you don't see anybody apart from the odd person walking past. Well, you've told so me... It's nice for me- no, go on. Nice for me to have company, so, you know, the dog's company for me. You tell me about um, people in your groups and your fibromyalgia groups and the lockdowns, but how has these uh, enforced lockdowns affected your health, Paul, physically? I, I know you've got fibromyalgia to start off with, but your mental health, yeah. has, has it got any worse, do you think, over this time? A lot of dips and troughs is what I found. Mm. You know, it's... it's um, I also suffer from SAD, oh, seasonal right. disorder. Yeah. 
So, you know, long dark days and dull days don't help me. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I say, if if I wasn't, because I'm also a, a joint leader at the art mental health art group, and I have a social page for that as well. Mm. And if it wasn't for social media, then I wouldn't have any contact with any, you know, my friends from art group and the FIBO group. And al- although I'm a group leader or a leader, I still need, that's still my support as well. I need that support from those people. Of course. It, it's not a one-way street by any means. Of course. You know, if, and, and if I didn't have that, especially now, you know, I, I, sometimes you don't want to get out of bed or you don't want to do this or you don't want to do that. And I think, well, I've got to go on social media and do my quiz question for today and, you know, post some of my art today. or And that just keeps me going. But I have had, you know, really bad spells. Like mm. when, you, when you don't have that support, you know, it, it, it's a big thing. And I know you have family, but family's not always... This might sound strange. Is not always the support you need because you have your family all the time, mm-hmm. and you know your family are always there to support you. But it's nice to actually go out and meet other people. You know, have a hug, have a chat, have a drink, do your painting or fibro group. You know, you do your quiz, and then we'll do a fun game or. But it's that social interaction because the thing with family is you don't tend to get that because you're that used to each other and you see those people every day. So it's not very often that you take the time to sit and have a cup of tea or a chat, you know, with family because they've all got their own things to do. I understand exactly so, what you're saying because there's only so it, many it, times, isn't there? there's only so many times with family that you can ask how you're doing, and the answer will exactly. always be the same. But the, the thing is, as well, it's not fresh, it's not like a fresh conversation because you're living with them, so you know what they're doing, or you know where they're going, or you know. It's when I go to art group, if there's twenty people there, it's you know. It's different. Somebody will start talking about something, other people will join in. You know, or, or if you if you want to sit quietly, you just have a chat with who's next to you. You know, you can go and make a drink for everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's that social interaction that's not centred around your home life. So you can forget your, you know, oh, we haven't got any money this week, or oh, we've got food to buy, we've got coal to buy, we've got to pay the mortgage. Mm. Gives you that little break. And the thing with lockdown is you're not getting that. Break. I know exactly what you're saying. It t- so it's, it's constant yeah. anxiety and pressure mentally because you've got no release valve to just go and forget about it for a couple of hours, you know. When you go to your groups, you, you, you don't worry about your mortgage and the coal. No. And, you know, no. it's it's not relevant, is it? You kind of, you, you've gone no. away from it. I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. I have to ask, though, Paul. You've been. You say you've not been to your groups. You've not been out, and not many of us have been out. Uh, especially people like yourself who are vulnerable as well. There's some shielding going on there. What have you been doing yeah. to pass your time? 
Um, well, I say it's surprising how much, you know, not actually on social media, mm. but I do that every day. And, like, I do a picture quiz every day. Wow. So after you've got to think up questions every day. And I also do a few sort of pitch, guess the film title from the pictures or guess the word from the pictures. But all those things take time when you're not on social media. If you're doing it every day, you, you, you've got to, you know, it, it, A, you've got to work them out yourself. You've got to get the data. Then you've got to put it in a format to put on the page for people <laughs> to, you know. And then the following day, you, you've got to do that all again. Plus, you've got to give all the answers the previous day, you know, Um and I also um, run a page for Disability Network, West Lindsay, where I'm on the board. And I say also run a page for the art group. So it does take up a, quite a... <laughs> There's not enough hours in the day by the sounds of it, mate. Well, no, there isn't. And I say, but sometimes that can lead to its own problems because, you know, you think, oh, you know, I don't, really don't feel well today and I don't... But you do it. Yeah. And, you know, because I always think there's other people who are worse off than me. Other people might rely on that little bit of contact. So that, that always makes me want to go and do it. But I, I still, I like to do my own art. And to be fair, lockdown has affected me mentally there because I, I haven't picked a paintbrush up for eight months. Oh, wow. And I used to do a lot of painting, and I seem to find that I'm now doing a lot of drawing because I haven't got the motivation to paint. Like, I used to go to the art group twice a week and go and paint, mm, mm. which has the knock-on effect then at home you'll paint because you want to finish that picture or start this picture. When you haven't got that, there's no motivation for me to paint. Mm. Because I've got, you know, I'm not, if, if I'm going to art group, I'm going to paint. So I, take I'll that wait. away twice a week, then I don't have to paint. And then I think, oh, I don't want to get all my stuff. You know, so I've tended to now, I'm back just focusing on drawing because I can just get my drawing stuff out and just draw. But at least, you've, um, you, at least you're doing something using creativity to... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be without that. Yeah. But what I say is that's another knockdown effect of the Of the lockdown, lockdown. yeah. It's removed that motivation for me to paint, um, which was a great benefit to my mental health because I have all these ideas and I can put them on in paint. Yeah. And when you take that away, it's it's difficult. But I say this, again, the social thing, it's because... You're painting in a group, and everybody's doing. You know, you go and look at the. Oh, that you know, that's great. And that gives me an idea for something of mine. Yeah, and you have. And you also you also get that group encouragement of them coming to your picture. Oh, I really like that, and oh yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, I think I'll do some. You know, and you having what the group, what the Irish call the crack, aren't you? You having you having the conversation? Yeah, yeah. it's that group mentality. <clears throat> yeah, and and when you take that away. It leaves a void because, well, yeah, I could do a painting, but 
who's good nobody's going to see it nobody's going to comment on it nobody's going to point out oh have, have you tried maybe do this instead yeah or, yeah you know give you a tip or a bit of advice or and then you miss as well giving them advice you know everybody likes to help other people mm. and, and it just leaves a bit of a void when you haven't got that because say you come home or, or you're sat at home and it's oh do I, do I, instead of oh it's monday i've got to get more of my stuff i've got art group or it's friday I've got to get everything ready it's well uh, i be bothered to yeah you know there's, there's that not that sort of pressure to do it so you tend not to do it and then you think well, i'll do it tomorrow and, and we all know tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow I know uh, Paul I, we're coming to the end of this but I, I, I thank you ever so much for your honesty and your openness about all what you've been going through during the lockdowns a couple of questions that I always ask uh, when I'm talking to people on the podcast about their stories about their lives what they've been going through is how and this is a hint and a tip this is for other people that are going to be listening to the legacy uh, in years to come this is a hint and a tip what would your Paul's hint or tip be to somebody who, like you said, lost your motivation to paint, but you've kept going with your quizzes and your online art group quizzes and your picture quizzes, and you've kept you've kept the groups together by going using social media. What would Paul's hint and tip be to somebody who was sat in the corner going, "I can't cope with this," and they've been sat there for you know weeks? What would Paul say to them? My, well. Again, it will depend, you know, on what on what their hobbies or, you know, if if it's drawing or painting. I mean, I've had this with a couple of members of the art group, and, and my suggestion is, is is I would always say, or oh, people that write as well, I, I find the same with that. Always have a notebook or a sketchbook, even if it's just a pencil, and just you know, you can't be bothered. You're watching something. Just have a doodle. Mm. Just do something mm. and try and do that every day. And, and the same with the writing. You know, if you like writing poetry or short stories, just write a couple of lines mm. every day. Have those and, tools and you'll, you'll, ready. Yeah, because you'll have your bad days, but then you might find a day where you think, and you write something and you think, oh, yeah, oh yeah this will go with that. Just write a bit more. And before you know it, you've done two or three pages. Or, or you've started with a doodle. And, and that gives you an idea and say, oh, I wonder if I do this. And it might start you on a drawing. But if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But the point is, is keeping your mind focused on something other than your situation. And Excellent. I say, if you've you just, just got those things there, yeah. and it doesn't have to be anything major, but if you do it every day, it keeps you connected to, you know, your creative side or whatever you used to like doing. Yeah. And I say try and spend some time of every day on yourself. Paul, that yeah. is absolutely fantastic, fantastic hint there to tell the world. Just get your little notepad, have your tools ready. My final question yeah. is always, and I'd really like to say again, thank you ever so much for your openness about your mental and your physical health and the journey that you've been on. Uh, I always ask this. If somebody came up to Paul and said, Look, Paul, Bill's round corner with a microphone. He wants to do a podcast about my life during lockdown. What would your advice be to them? I'd say if you're comfortable doing it, do it. Put your story out there. Um, that's another bit of advice I say to people. 
whatever you're feeling, talk to somebody. Ah. Always talk to somebody. Yep. And it's surprising how something as small as just talking to somebody makes a massive difference. Yeah. Because it gets it out there and it makes it real. It's not going round and round in your head. You know, yeah. and you'll get some comfort from it and help from it. And and I'd always say, you know, however low you're feeling or down, there is always somebody to talk to. It could be a stranger on Samaritans or Mind. You know, it could be a family member. could be a good friend. But that one person, and, and my stumbling block used to be, well, they don't want, you know, they don't worry about my problems. Mm. You know, I keep it all in. But when you take that step and you talk to them, you find, you know, 90% of the time they're very sympathetic. They have some similar problems of their own. You know, and it and it just makes that difference. So I'd say, you know, you asked me to come on and do a podcast, and I'm quite happy. You know, if anything that I say is of any tiny use to anybody, that's something. Well, Paul, I'd just like to say hand on heart, thank you ever so much, and I guarantee this will be heard by many people, and there's going to be somebody out there that will say, I'm glad I listened to that now. Paul, thank you ever so much, sir, and you have a great day. Thank you very much, Bill. You as well. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There we go. Another great podcast delivered by one of the people from Gainesville. That's Paul talking about his life and his artwork and his many, many groups that he runs. But they've lost that social contact, that social connectivity. So he's done it all online using social media. And his hint and tip, if you are feeling creative but feeling down, get a notepad, get a notebook, have a little doodle and start scribbling. Just write a couple of lines, he said. Brilliant advice. Thank you for that, Paul. Uh, wonderful. That is another podcast in the Lockdown Legacy of the Community Speaks under the umbrella of Stepping Stone Theatre for Mental Health. If you want to get involved with the Lockdown Legacy Project, then do just drop me a line at ask at thelockdownlegacy.co.uk ask at thelockdownlegacy.co.uk and who knows it could be you on the podcast the next time thanks very much for listening this was the lockdown legacy podcast the community speaks